0: Hello out there to all you hot and messy people. I hope you're happy and well today. I'm your weirdly over-friendly host, Lucy Vine, and this is The Hot Mess Clubhouse, a podcast celebrating funny women. Today's hilarious woman is a bona fide legend, author of 30-odd books, Jill Actual Mansell. I've pretty much been in love with this woman's writing for a lot of my life. Um, I've been obsessed with her books since I read Millie's Fling, way back when, and I adored her most recent novel, Maybe This Time, which came out this summer and was predictably an immediate bestseller. Jill talks to me about writing the book, uh, which meant handwriting 600 pages, just imagine, and how it was inspired by an upside-down sheep. Uh, we also talk about her career as a whole, how she got into publishing and her false start trying to write Mills and Boone but just being too funny. There's sillier stuff too, which covers important topics including, you know, swearing, being a crisps person, and apostrophe snobbery. This episode was recorded as a live event at Waterstone's Gower Street, so thank you for having us, guys, but also sorry to everyone out there if the sound quality is a bit audiencey. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Hot Mess Clubhouse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my name is Lucy Vine, um, and I cannot tell you how excited I am to be welcoming the amazing Joe Mansell to the club this evening. Um, even after the 13 books, <laughs> she still manages to be one of the warmest, funniest, most gorgeous storytellers I'm writing today. Um, This evening, we're celebrating her new novel, uh, Maybe This Time, which came out in paperback last week. Uh, It's absolutely wonderful. I cannot recommend it enough, highly (laughs) enough, but I don't need to because it's already a bestseller. So, everyone, please give a huge hand for the incredibly talented Jill Manson. (laughs) Thank you. So, huge congratulations on this new book. Um,
1: I honestly think it's my favourite yet. Um, could you describe it for us? You think your life is heading one way and then all of a sudden it just goes in a completely other direction because everything that you thought was going to happen isn't going to happen. You find out that the lovely man you're with isn't quite so lovely after all. And so you up sticks and move somewhere new, which I just think is such an interesting thing to write about. Yeah. And the whole idea of the book was started off on Twitter by um, a picture of an upturned sheep in a field. (laughs) Uh, Right. I am a country girl, I grew up in the Cotswolds, and I know that if they lose their balance and tip over in the rain, their wool gets sodden and wet and heavy, and so they're there with their legs in the air, and they can't get up again, and it's very dangerous for them, they can die. But people who don't know that might think, what on nurse going on there with that sheep in the field with his legs in the air? <laughs> and so it just gave me the idea for the whole book because Mimi arrives in this tiny village, miles from anywhere. She gets off the train and she thinks... No well, taxis. <laughs> Yeah, she thinks, I'll get there, I'm going to visit my dad in his new village So I'll just get a taxi when I get there, and of course there are no taxis, there's nothing, there's no buses. So she's heading off on foot, she sees somebody wrestling with a sheep in the field (laughs) and thinks that something just horrendous is happening, has no clue what's going on. I was quite worried. (laughs) But so she meets somebody who's lovely, who's very happily married, got an absolutely adorable daughter. Who's, um, whose name is Cora, which is, I chose that name because I met um, Harriet Evans' daughter, Cora, and she was just... The most amazing, like six-year-old years. Did there. you
0: tell them that you were naming a
1: character for them? I think I have. I
0: think I have. Yes. I've done, I, I've done it before with friends. And is this was this a sort of a favour, or have you just run out of names <laughs> after thirty minutes? <years? laughs>
1: a little bit, yes. yes. But yes, I, I, I've got all these baby names books, and plus we've got the internet now, which we didn't have when no, I what? started. <laughs> and, but you do. You're searching for interesting names, and you will have to sort of go with each other, they, yeah. they can't all have, it's like when my kids were small I used to have to read the Harry Potter books to my kids and there was Harry and there was Hagrid and there was Hermione and I just thought why didn't you just choose them with names that didn't all begin with an H? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were difficult to read. Yeah,
0: I've been told off for that by my editor, like naming too many people with the meaning L. <laughs> I'm such a narcissist. <laughs> Um, how many people have sung maybe this time at you since this came out? Quite a few. Quite a few.
1: <laughs> and, but it's a nice thing because well, it's a fantastic song, and I really love it. And so I, I it's wonderful. I like having the the name of the. Book. Make people think of a nice song. Yes, which I'd have done before. With it's been on in my it. head for maybe three months straight. It's <laughs> lovely. I love it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And how do you feel when a new book is coming out? Do you still get nervous and excited and all those things?
1: More nervous, more than ever. Oh why? Yeah. Right. Yes, because when I started off there was no the internet, obviously, so I'd just write a book and it would come out and that would be fine. But now I've got all these people saying, I can't wait. I'm so excited. And I just think, oh, my hope. Be disappointed and oh, and i know but but it's just human nature isn't it you, you do get nervous but do you think that you've just maybe forgotten
0: how nervous you were before and like childbirth you blanked it out in order to have another one <laughs> it's not as bad as childbirth <laughs> <Isn't it?
1: laughs>
0: i do want to talk about cj because he's one of my favorite characters he's one of my favorite characters amazing so he's an author
1: he's a monster i quite fancy him <laughs> fancy monsters. He's just one of these really successful authors that he's come to um, take everything for granted now and think a little bit that he's sort of a bit godlike. Yeah. You must do it as well. You think things that you wouldn't ever say. Like... But... <laughs> but, um, but he does say, he'll say anything. But he was... A monster and the people people have noticed that he's a dinosaur he says he's a dinosaur because he writes by hand with a fountain pen but that's what but i do. do yeah right I, people to have that. told me that i'm a dinosaur and i am but i can't help it that's very the way, successful dinosaur that's now. the <laughs> way the books get written yeah so i just do the, you sort
0: of fall in love with uh, Cal, who's your um am I allowed to say romantic lead? Yeah. It's okay to say, right? Yeah. Um, do you fall in love with these guys as you're writing them a little bit? Are you are you a bit like oh tutting at your husband
1: and being like, Why aren't you more like Cal? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe. Yes. <laughs> Because when we first met, me and my husband, not, we're not married, but 30-odd years ago, he used to be so funny and I used to be so funny. And after you that, are so funny! I know, but after, after 35 years, we're not so funny with each other. Right. If, if I was meeting somebody new, I would make an effort to be funnier. Yeah. And so with he, it's, it's thrilling sometimes when we do make each other laugh, but it doesn't happen as much. I used to say, Oh, well, you used to be much funnier. <laughs> Do you make him read your books and say, could no. you just be a bit more like this guy? No. no. Oh, my gosh. He tried to read the first one, okay. and and it was like he was studying for uh, an A-level or something. <laughs> he say, right, I'm up to track to seven, um, seven now. Go on, test me, test me. I've, re- I've really read it. I, I really know the characters. Oh, I want to now do the clubhouse initiation, um,
0: which, don't panic, doesn't involve streaking, unless, oh. unless you're up there. <laughs> Um, It's just a a quick-fire get-to-know-you round. Are you ready?
1: Oh, yes. Okay,
0: here goes. How vivid are your dreams?
1: Oh, my God. Oh, sometimes they're very, very vivid. And I had a panic dream the other day that I went into a shop and saw my new book and I took it off the shelf and all the pages fell out. (laughs) And I'd forgotten that until you said it. So, So sorry. Have you ever broken a bone? Uh, yeah, yeah. Lots of them? Um, a few. My daughter brought a friend home from school one day for the very first time and they were sitting having a lovely sort of polite I want you to be my friend, will you be my friend conversation and I fell down the stairs and I went down the stairs going,
0: fart, fart, and, and,
1: and landed at the bottom and i broke my foot. And she, she said, oh mum, you're so embarrassing. <laughs> Did she check you up death? Or just no, no it? okay. it's just embarrassing. Uh, what are you a
0: snob about?
1: Apostrophes. <laughs> <laughs> is
0: that <what> you're <laughs> Woo! That's a very
1: good answer. Is it? Is that snobbish? If people do apostrophes, yeah. I oh my oh god. Okay. <laughs> what is your nickname? Oh. I don't think I've got one now. I used to be called Matchsticks at school because my legs were so thin. Is that why they kept breaking? And that's why. We, that's why. Nobody's ever seen my legs. I just always wear long stuff and cover them up. They're really skinny. Did you ever get lost when you were little? Oh uh, yeah, a couple of times. I went up to somebody that I thought was my mum and said, "Mum," and held their hand, and it wasn't there. Oh, that's so embarrassing. I know. <laughs> My son did that when he was about three or four and I saw it happen and I couldn't stop laughing. (laughs) Um, Do you kiss on one cheek or two? Um, Two I think. I think, because I live down in Bristol, it's sort of, we don't really do it so much. Um, And then I come up to London and all of a sudden I have to start doing the kiss thing.
0: Uh, And then finally, how do you take your tea? Brown tea, not green weird tea. <laughs> brown tea. I've uh, never heard it referred to as brown tea before. Well, um, congratulations, you are now officially in the Hot Mess Clubhouse Chill. Hello! Fantastic! There is a, a goodie bag. Oh, my goodness! And you don't like, usually I fill this with chocolate, but you're not a chocolate person,
1: are you? Not much. Sometimes. And okay. you're a crisp person. Yes, yeah, so
0: there's some crisps in there. Oh! <laughs> <laughs>
1: research.
0: And there's there's a tiny tiara that I need to put on. (laughs) (laughs) You don't actually have to. She (laughs) does. (laughs) (laughs) Because she's the queen. (laughs) I don't know how to do Just sort of, I think, stick it. There you go. That's really good. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, your incredible writing career, after 30 books, can you actually remember all your stories and characters? Do people ever try and talk to you about something and you like, have no idea what they're referring to?
1: I do lose track, but my American publishers are just bringing out my yes. first book. Great. So in January, the very first book that I wrote 35 years ago, so that came out and I had to go through it because you have to sort of Americanize them and yeah. and do I'd sidewalks and the it. pavements and things. When they say things like... Um, if I just said Alan Carr in a book, they'll say, we don't know who Alan Carr is, can you just give us an American photo? They should letter? know who Alan Carr is. <laughs> Have you had to do that at all with your other foreign translations and stuff? No, no, just the American one.
0: Yeah. I got some, I got some funny emails when they were translating Hot Mess, especially I think it was Poland who emailed me and said, um, what's a spit roast? <laughs> 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 is it a dance move? And if it's not a dance
1: move, can we make it a dance move? <laughs> ideas from? I watch a lot of television I watch this morning and Love over that. the years I've just used ideas from problems phone-ins and sometimes it's a, it's a fun, fun story that's happened to a friend of mine and then I'll ask them if I can use it. And oh, you do ask? Oh yes.
0: But have you met anybody yet that didn't want to be written about? I have not yet met anybody who didn't want
1: me to write. All the people in my life are really cross with me that they haven't starred in a book yet. Yes, and i, te- I tell you what happens. It's always the least hearing material men who <laughs> come up to me and say, that's me, isn't it? That's me. <laughs> and they are convinced that it's them. Yeah, it's it, definitely a man thing, especially. I yeah, the women don't, well, don't do that, but uh, the men do it all the time. That's so funny. And they but want to be chosen, and then when they aren't chosen, they still think they've been chosen.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: As we mentioned, you do handwrite everything. Mm. I mean, how long have you spent writing 100 pages by hand? Well, I usually do 600 pages handwritten, so probably two months. Wow. Yeah. That is astonishing. I have don't. you ever tried writing on a computer? Yes, I've tried it. Because um, a writer friend years ago said, Jill, you doing your books the way you do, it's like you carrying all your washing five miles down into the valley and bashing it on the rocks in the stream to get it clean instead of putting it into a washing machine. And I know that, and I know it will be so much easier, but writing by hand is the only Way that I can do it. I have tried. I know it would be so much easier. My daughter types my books now for me. And when she was living in France, training to be a teacher, I used to photograph each handwritten page and email it to her. And she can read your handwriting. She can read my handwriting. Is that why you hire (laughs) her? Yes. She can also tell me off when I have a sort of an 18-year-old character saying, "Oh crikey." (laughs) Mum, they don't say that anymore. (laughs)
0: But you must have to be very self-disciplined to actually sit down and write. Your hands must hurt so much.
1: You no, know, they do, because I only do about... I'm like a bit of a snail. I'm not one of these people that can say, oh, I've done 6,000 words today. I'm more of 1,000 words a day. You call yourself a snail and then you say there's another book coming out in January. That, it can't be possible. You must be lying. I <laughs> I am so envious of these people that can write all these thousands and thousands of words. And I'm I'm just like this really boring, slow person. I don't like to do drafts because I get bored with rewriting. So I tend to just do the one write and then a sort of a tidy up rewrite.
0: Do you read it when it's been typed out?
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do. It's a deeper I love this feel. (laughs) You've earned it, have you? No. no, it's because I've just finished writing it and then Marion will come back with my edits and so then I will have to read it then. Right. I know that Lydia's done it, you know, okay to be, <laughs> to be sent off to Marion. Right. And Marion does that. And she comes back with her edits so then I have to rewrite, it, uh, not rewrite, rewrite the bits that she says. <laughs> and um, But what's fascinating is... You never know what is going to be good and what's going to be bad. Sometimes I'll be writing a bit and thinking, this is really awful, I really hope Marion doesn't notice how awful this is (laughs) and make me rewrite it. And then she'll come back and say, oh, I really love this bit, and then another bit that I think is the best bit of the whole book, she'll say, maybe we could lose this. yeah. But she's my editor and she knows what Trusting. she's doing, and so I I go along with it. Do you throw tantrums and say no? We're keeping things. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. Percent of the time I I do what Marion says because okay. she's Trusting. she's good at her job. Okay. Yeah, that's good. That's <laughs> a relief. Do you indulge? Are you somebody that
0: looks up reviews and checks what people are saying?
1: Yes. I mean, I, the lovely thing, the best thing about. um being on Facebook and Twitter. And my, I didn't want to be on Twitter to begin with. My publishers tried to get me on Twitter, and I said, I don't want to go on that, I'm not interested, don't make me do it. And they said, just try it for a few days, and if you really hate it, you can give up. And so I tried it for a few days, and then I was completely hurt. And I could have written and loads it. more books <laughs> if I hadn't been on Twitter. <laughs> but there's that thing now, the, um, the midnight Thing before your book is published for the first time and people are waiting up for it to arrive on their Kindles wow. and that is just brilliant amazing. and amazing Absolutely. and people say oh, I've taken the next day off work so it's going to arrive at midnight <laughs> and I'm going to just sit and read it all night. That's it's, an just, amazing. it's mind-blowing and yeah. it's, it's all over the world as well, it's oh, just God. fantastic. Speaking of all around the
0: world, I read your Wikipedia page, um, journalist. <laughs> um, and you have sold more than 10 million copies worldwide. I mean, that's probably been doubled since the Wikipedia page is updated.
1: But does that blow your mind or are you a bit used to it now? I can't imagine that number. Yeah. Um, but I know when I first started that I think we've got to like sort of 60 or 70,000 and somebody said that Wembley Stadium was like 70,000. And to think of Wembley Stadium, and I, I used to do that, I thought, Imagine everybody in Wembley Stadium sitting, instead of watching a football match, <laughs> sitting reading one of my books. That's
0: just... And do you feel able to own that? Are you able to say, you know what, I've done amazingly well? Um, no. <laughs> <I'm> British. <laughs> do you have men come up to you and say like, oh, I quite enjoyed that. Well done, you! Yeah. <laughs> Even though I'm not the demographics of the thing. Yeah, they're,
1: they're usually, the men are usually on holiday with their wives. They've run out of books to, thrillers to read. They've run out of The Child and James Patterson. And, <laughs> uh, yeah. and so they haven't got anything else. So they'll read one of mine and they'll say, Ooh, I read it. I, I enjoyed it. It was okay, you yeah, know. <laughs> one guy, one guy said, um, he said, I learned something from your book. He said, uh, uh, every year I buy my, I buy the Mrs. I'm sure he said the Mrs. It's a few years ago, but he was that kind of person. I buy the Mrs. (laughs) underwear for, sexy underwear for Christmas. And he said, I read in your book that a woman said, I wish for once he, instead of sexy underwear, he'd just buy me a beautiful cashmere cardigan and he said, so I bought my wife a cashmere cardigan for Christmas, and he said, she's never been so happy about anything (laughs) in her life
0: thing I'm not sure male authors have as much is this incredibly supportive network of female authors which I have found in the last couple of years. It's incredible and as evidenced by Lindsay Cowell being here this evening. Thank you Lindsay. Um, And I know you're incredibly supportive and lovely to many, especially up-and-coming authors. Do you think it's important to give fellow,
1: you know, female writers a leg up in that way? It's just a nice thing to do. just before my first book came out, I was invited along to the Nibbies, the British Book Awards, and I was introduced to Julie Cooper, and it was a very snowy day, and we didn't know if the trains were running, and she was so lovely. I met her and chatted to her, and I said, oh, I've got to be at work in the morning, I don't know if there's... with the snow, it's going to be difficult. And so she was at the height of her... Um, kid, goodness, yes. Goodness. And um, and I was absolutely nobody at all. And she said, Well look, I've got a car taking me home from here in London to my house. Why don't you come back with me and stay at my house tonight and wow. and then get back to work in the morning? And and I had to say no because I could I couldn't, I couldn't no. get back from her house in Bisley, Stroud wow. um, by Eight thirty in the morning at the hospital because you can't let people down in the hospital. It's, oh, you've got to be, be there. Sit. And so I said, Oh, that's so lovely. Thank you, but no, I can't accept. But what a dream thing for somebody to say. So if I can be nice to you other people, um, I think once at a book signing. Since then, Did you go over and say, I've got my sleeping bag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, ready I'm staying, I'm not moving out this time. <laughs> I'm staying for a
0: week. I've quit my job. I'm going to ask for some audience questions in a minute, so get your thinking heads on. Um, but will you keep doing
1: this indefinitely, Please I think so, yes. Yeah. So every, t- every time I sort of think, oh, I can't do it anymore, and then you sort of come up with another idea and... So you mentioned, am I allowed to say, Cotswold. Yes, the next one. Well, I did an event in the Cotswolds um, about three months ago and, and it was set, we were staying in this amazing, the oldest inn in England and <laughs> it was like over say. a thousand years old <laughs> wow. and it was so fantastic and I kept thinking I'm going to have to write about this place, it's so beautiful so I am changing the name of, of Stowe on the Wold but if people look up Stow on the Wold it will be that I think Mm-hmm. And so I've, I've just started writing it, I've written about 60 pages so far, and I'm winging it at the moment, I haven't got any idea what's happening. <laughs> but so do you not plan? I wanted to ask you about that. Uh, <coughs> I've always wanted to be a planner, because I'm sure it would be so much easier, but I just can't do it.
0: Well, it obviously works. <laughs> Are you allowed to tell us anything about the one that's coming out in
1: January? If anybody's seen the, the Richard Curtis film, About Time... Oh, Yeah. yeah. That's the house it's set in. Big white house. Oh, of, wow. Oh, like, <laughs> looking over the sea in Cornwall with the lovely... But it's not on. about time. No, it's <laughs> not, no, it's not.
0: Um, do you have any any audience questions? Do you have any lies in songs you'd like us to say
1: <laughs> Yes. Um, you said earlier uh, that you, like, at the beginning, you were rejected a few times. Mm-hmm. And what I want to know is, the books that you submitted, did you just say, "All oh, right, I'm not going to use them, and, like, did new books or did you return to them later or did you just keep going with those books, maybe edited? What was happening? I was working in the hospital and I was wondering if there was anything that I could do to transform my life. And I picked a magazine out of the waiting room and it was a Sunday Express colour supplement and there was a piece in there about women who transformed their lives by becoming best-selling authors. And so I thought, OK. <laughs> I'll have a go at that (laughs) and and so I started doing that um, but at the time these massively best-selling authors were Mills and Boone authors so although Mills and Boone wasn't my favorite thing to read I read loads and tried I tried to become a Mills and Boone author and I sent the books off and they said you write well, um, but they're too funny, they're not in- there's not emu- e- enough emotion, um, and there's too much humour. So cut out the humour, more emotion, and then, you know, then we might consider you. And I just found that I couldn't cut out the humour, and I couldn't wrap up the emotion. And um, so none of those, nothing ever happened with any of them. I still probably got them in a... Can we? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're probably awful. Funny
0: sex, that's but all I would want to read. So, then
1: yes. I started and went from trying to do something that I thought I should do to become successful to writing the kind of thing that I would like to read.
0: Do you have them all, all these pieces of paper with your words written?
1: Do you have an yes, attic full yeah. of words? Probably, yes. I did throw loads out for the recycling and. No! I, I, no! I know, you know, I I put them out in the big black recycling box and and then I happened to go out into the kitchen one day just as they were being collected by the recycling people and they were all standing around, six men, (laughs) reading bits out of my book to each other and pissing themselves (laughs) off. Um, Any
0: other questions? I just wanted to ask, with you writing by hand, do you set yourself a deadline every day of how many words you want to write or is it just how you feel them? if you come to a natural
1: end for the day? Or... It's lovely if I can do a 1,000 words a day, which is like five pages for me. Towards the very end of the book, then maybe I can do maybe nearly 2,000, but one thousand's fine. And when I left work to become a writer, my, all my friends said, you... Right from home, you won't do anything, you'll just... <laughs> but the thing is, if you if you don't get it done and you don't meet your deadlines, then your publishers will dump you <laughs> and they'll come with somebody who Liz. can meet
0: their deadlines.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you do, do you like Monday to, to Friday, do? like 9 to 5? Yeah, mm-hmm. sort of, yeah. Amazing. And if you really have a bad day and you don't want to do any work, then you feel more guilty the next day, so you, you force yourself to... I still wish I could be one of these people that wrote the dates and go on these writing retreats. Oh, like, fun they writing writing do a writing, writing. retreat then. Yeah. Oh <laughs> my god, all these people do these and they keep inviting me and I said, I'd love to go on a writing retreat but I wouldn't get a single word written. <laughs> Just me <be> drinking
0: all <laughs> <on Yeah>. it, having <laughs> fun. Sounds great. Any other
1: questions before we, okay, yeah, sure. Do you read? And if so, is there something that you wish you'd written? read? Ooh. You <laughs> Jojo Moyes, me before you, and and I love the fact that the first time I met Jojo, we were both very very low on the food chain of authors. (laughs) But this is what I mean; it's such a community. I I think think it it must be really hard to to have a huge hit with your first book, Mm. and I'm glad that that didn't happen, Um, because it's it's much more natural to grow an audience and. She was just so amazing writing that nobody thought, none of her her publishers weren't so sure about the idea of what she was writing about, but she wrote it because she wanted to write it and I think that was one of my favourite fantastic books. That's the kind of thing I'll aim for and want to. Mm try and be as brilliant as they are. You
0: you are. Oh, oh Julie, you're so wonderful. I can't say that enough. And thank you so, so much for being here this evening. Um, you are a goddess, and I think everybody here agrees with that. And thank you for for continuing to write such joyful, brilliant, wonderful books. Please continue to do so forever. And thank you all to every, everyone here for joining us this evening, and uh, for Waterdose for hosting us. Um, let's give a huge round of applause for us.